Crazy times are in, eh? I know. Trust me. What do you, what do you yeah. think about, you know, what do you think about, like, how we're going to recover from this, like, economically? Economically? Well, the situation's really dire. I mean, I'm not, I've, I've only taken economics in, like, university. This is, like, a first-year course, but, um, like, as, as any youth can, like, just notify that, like, in, in these past few, like, months, 2000 a month for everyone who's not working it takes a real toll on the government yeah and really like messes up the value of a dollar oh yeah wasn't it sinking like for the yeah, last compared few compared to the US dollar yeah for real but um yeah like it's the situation is really dire if you would ask me what my thoughts to fix it would be like i would have no clue but um uh, i was talking to Hazem one of our friends and um we we're just talking about it was on this ig post and we were talking about remember we went back and yeah, forth yeah, yeah, I remember that. a little bit yeah and i mentioned uh ubi universal benefit income um like it's like a policy i think andrew yang mentioned before like the person running president running for president in the united states and i can't lie serb is like it's like it's it's near like in that same bracket you know like those socialist uh, socialist like programs where they give you money it's like welfare like serb like ubi um it's an interesting topic but running into like running the country further further into debt like situations like these i don't know the solution for it you know yeah and it's like what do you even do as a leader like do you do you prioritize like the safety of the citizens or do you prioritize yeah. like the sort of i mean obviously i would say safety of the citizens right like the uh, you you would obviously want to look out for the people who put you in a like a position of power that allows you to change their lives for the better. But I know, just like I know the tough times and the tough decisions that guy must be going through. Trudeau, mm -hmm. yeah, and just sort of like a you know like a stark contrast between like what Trudeau is doing and what Trump's doing, because Trump's sort of like the guy that just wants the economy to to you know restart as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. and then Trudeau is more like kind of trying to balance trying to do like a balancing act where he's still giving out like CERB and uh, CESB payments but at the same time it'll probably be taxable right? yeah so a lot of the money that we're getting might just go back right it's that's the main reason why people a lot like to say just save you know make sure that you're not just wasting your money we know a couple people wasting their money <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, when it comes to like information, just like oh, what Trump's doing, what Trudeau's doing to uh, help help their citizens during the like the pandemic, like I like to stay informed, but I always like to think that like I do not have all the facts, you know. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just like there's so much more that I could like listen to and figure out better viewpoints than forming a, an opinion on like some either misinformation or just really 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 less information yeah. you know and it's also just like you know if you take it down to like a, an individual level like it's just so taxing to be at home all day oh yeah it is i mean uh i worked for like the start of june to like just till the end and um like that month of working really allowed me to have some flexibility with my spending lately and especially like paying towards rent right paying my tuition uh, whatever was left on my tuition after OSAP covered it, 
But um, yeah, trust me. Like um, families who need to depend on Serb, like are real. Like those are real families where Serb is actually keeping them afloat during this pandemic. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't personally know any families, but there are definitely families. Whether then, how do you discern the families that sort of really need it to the families that are just oh sort of getting unemployed? Money? The whole house would be unemployed, right? They have little to no source of income, mm. right? Side incomes, passive incomes. So, like the Serb checks probably keeping them afloat, right? A lot of there are a lot of people who want to cut out Serb because it's just running us straight into debt, but. If it's keeping some some like some population of our of our of our country like sane, then mm-hmm. I would say I'd say go for it, right? Is Serb over after this last payment? From what I know, yes, but I think they extended it for like I forgot. I met, I seen a I seen a, an article talking about how they were gonna extend it slightly, like like trail it off maybe. So you know, like families could get back on their feet, they could get employed, but still have some source of income. But I'm not sure. You can't really quote me on that, you know. Yeah, yeah. but it's also like, how long do you think we can even keep Serb alive? Oh, not not long. Uh, I'm not sure about the numbers that like it has put us into de- like put us Canadians into debt, like Canada as a country, obviously. But um, like that must be monumental, right? And also, like what happens to fat to like to our society as soon as Serb is over there's a lot of we have to start we have to start like trying to make life normal again make sure everyone's back employed right as a matter of fact i'm pretty sure there will be efforts to make sure that the unemployment rate would probably be lower than it was before covid Mm -hmm. there'd be there'd be solid efforts or at least like some like some benefit like benefactors that would like help us like coming back from COVID. It's almost say. as if like we've taken like ten steps forward since two thousand eight and like twenty steps back, back in, in yeah. like the six, last six months. Yeah. Uh I would definitely say that. I think it was Bill Gates who mentioned like a couple of years ago that we're not equipped to handle pandemics. Either we're talking economically or even limiting like like you've seen how irresponsible some people were when it was like March mm-hmm. and April, I stayed home for like that whole whole period of time. But um, like the first time I really went out was like on a regular basis was work, right? When I finally found a job. But um, yeah, I would say um, like back to the thing I mentioned, Bill Gates mentioned that we weren't ready for pandemics. And this has obviously showed that we weren't. And the, I know that for a fact that there will be more pandemic, more pandemics that will follow in the future, right? So, uh, we got to start thinking about our long term plans. We can't just live on a day to day basis, right? Yeah, it was sort of like a, a slap in the face, really. Cause oh, definitely. Like like Ebola and sort of like diseases in the past haven't really affected North America in a like significant way. In the no, same way, is no. affected like developing countries. Yeah. So I think we sort of believe that we were sort of, you know, invincible as a as a society. Yeah, I would say we had some sort of an effect like that. It's mainly due to like our pride, right? As like like part of the Western culture, right? But um, yeah, we we were def that was definitely a two slaps in the face, 
right? One on people getting infected and eventually dying, you know, um, but also on the economic side. Yeah. What do you think about how, like, the power is shifting between countries, like sort of how China is sort of rising um, as a nation because of this? So, once again, you know, like, I'm I'm not deep into politics, right? But um, there are some obvious... Uh, there are some obvious like conflicts that were happening. I think at the start of COVID, someone mentioned that there was like a there's a war over oil uh, between Russia and another country, and that's the reason why the price of the oil dropped. Well, I'm not sure if that was just a rumor, right? Like the person who told me wasn't a reliable source, but uh, like that the reason for our oil price dropping was due to some conflict over oil and uh, over in the, like the eastern hemisphere and mm-hmm. what can i say like the power that like those countries hold since they control the oil right the whole world supplies off them probably right it's pretty monumental so these power shifts we can only like predict slightly on what times yeah. are to come ahead right but like mainly like i'm not too educated on the topic so I just I just put my ear to like news articles and just hear from day to day stories. Yeah, I heard Russia was speeding up, trying to speed up their vaccine process. Oh yeah, I think they were skipping some stages in um like formulating the vaccine. Yeah, they got hit hard. I think Canada just entered a stage three for one of their uh vac like it's a promising vaccine, and it might be able to be developed by the end of this year. I think. Or the end of next year. Would you trust it? As a matter of fact, a lot of people would say that I'm a little crazy, but I would actually hold off for just a bit, right? It would probably be best to get tested right away, but um, it's just my skepticism, right? And it's not a, it's not a safe skepticism. It's not a smart skepticism, but it just you know it's probably like how I I grew up to just be a little skeptic. Just, you know, believe not to believe anything someone told me right away. But I would eventually, I would probably eventually end up getting vaccine, though. How do you feel about, like, mandatory enforced vaccines? Mandatory enforced vaccines? Like, you can't go back to school unless you're vaccinated. Hmm. Slightly. Like, I can understand the viewpoint, right? Like, it's a, it's like a herd immunity. Right, if mm-hmm. everyone has the vaccine, you don't have to worry about anything. Obviously, there will be some kids whose parents will not feel comfortable, right? And they will probably fight and homeschool their kids. But um, I would tell those parents not to do that, right? Al- allow their child to return to their normal life after the pandemic. But I can understand both viewpoints on that topic. Yeah, like if you really look back, you're like what what's happened this past year like since really since january yeah like there's been, been a, tough times. a whole lot of stuff happening there's like, been tough times for a long time too right how's this like this has never happened in our lives right we're like 19 18 pandemics yeah h191 ebola mm, sars, SARS. Right? but when we were kids like it was, for sars it was mainly like oh stay away from hospitals right and it was not like when we were like eight years old, nine years old, we weren't re- visiting hospitals on a regular basis. So like more or less, I heard the name SARS back then, but I wasn't really too worried about it. H1N1, 
they talked about it. They definitely talked about it, but I don't think like it didn't hold some significance, like some mm-hmm. some great amount of significance in my life. I've heard that like the only thing really comparable to this is like Spanish flu in like nineteen twenty or something. Like that. Probably due to the infectivity of the the disease, right? Yeah, a lot of people have it now. I think India just took over or is like steeping up their their slope. Of, yeah, well, there's something like. There's still something like, uh, don't call me on this, but like, I still think there's like thousands of deaths, deaths every day. Oh, I think so, yeah. And there's still, like, I think India was getting like 85,000 pe- new people infected. Once again, don't quote me on the number because it's just all off uh, raw memory. But there's, a, there's still a significant amount of people still getting infected. So all the people that still go through like their day-to-day Lives need to be really careful about like how they interact with someone, mm-hmm. right? Like how to social distance, stay san, like make sure that they're like sanitary stuff like that. You think it'll all just be over in like a year? Or no, it's gonna trail on. I feel like it'll trail on. As a matter of fact, I feel like a lot of people have their opinion on masks, and my opinion on masks is that we should wear them whenever we're sick. It doesn't matter whether it's COVID. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it's something like the flu. Uh, a lo- whenever I went to school, uh, I go to the University of Waterloo. I'm a biomedical engineering student in second year, and um, every single time I was in class and um, someone was sick, a lot of there were a decent amount of people who were from the Asian culture in my program, and they were wearing masks when they were sick, whether it's like a flu, whether it's a cold, because they don't want to infect others. It's, it's pre-COVID. It's, Pre-COVID, yeah, pre-COVID. It was like September, October, right? And um, they don't want to infect others with anything, just regardless of COVID, right? Yeah. Just influenza. And um, it's all about protecting others, right? Like wearing a mask is about me protecting you. It's not me protecting me, yeah. right? It doesn't do that well of a job blocking out like random particles in the air, but it will heavily limit. Like uh, I, I'm sure you've seen those videos where someone tried blowing out a candle with like um, one of the surgical masks. And, oh uh, yeah, yeah, I seen that. Like there's just no airflow as long as you have it on properly, right? Right, wrapped around your mm-hmm. nose, then you should be good. Yeah. What about people that say they can't breathe through it? So I understand that there's medical conditions, right? But um, even um, so, once again, um, you know how I just mentioned how the surgical mask you could barely blow through anything, um. I'm pretty sure there are other masks where, like, people just have cover-ons, where air is actually really transferable, like through the cloth. Um, I would recommend trying those out because they still limit, like, some of the particles coming. Like, if you were to have COVID, right? Like the virus, like coming out of your mouth, mm-hmm. limits some. It wouldn't yeah. do that great of a job, but um, that's what I would recommend for people who can't, who say they can't breathe. My mom's one of them, right? But um. I would say better safe than sorry, but I completely understand your problems, right? Your pain, so yeah, you really get to see like, like in times like these, you really see like sort of the the best of people and and the worst because you know you saw people like hoarding um, mm-hmm. supplies yeah. and stuff at like Costco and like sort of like racially targeting Asian people, mm-hmm. like I think. What I'm trying to get at is that, like, it's 
it's it's really eye-opening to see the way people really are inside mm-hmm. yeah i would say that like these the this pandemic has really seen what people are capable of like uh the hoarding of like certain supplies people were reselling them for a ton they were making massive amounts of profit yeah off technically the the demise of others i heard about some guy in vancouver that just that bought up like all of costco's lysol wipes or something oh, and sold yeah. a truck full of them on amazon but he got banned or something he got banned yeah uh, i'm pretty sure there was another story where someone was making serious bank and amazon just banned them cuz like if you really think about it these are like essential supplies that like you know you and i need mm-hmm. right or like anyone else needs if you're hoarding them and selling them for like 300 times the profit like you don't want to throw a dog a bone you know yeah. help me live it's like that situation yeah speaking about sort of like like racially targeting people what do you think about like the black lives matter movement right now oh um i would say like it's it's been all it's been all over right media and i would say that like i definitely support black lives matter right i would say the riots well they don't help but it shows the anger of of people right like obviously i haven't participated in any riot i haven't came out to a protest either right but i can understand the oppression that they feel right mm-hmm. and like even in the communities that we grew up in there are sort like forms of like stereotyping right and yeah. it's it's what people go through every day yeah and you don't really understand it until you you don't understand it until you go through it yourself yeah. right or you see someone go through it themselves right so i mean i understand like i completely understand i'm for like black lives matter like or the the whole movement right like pr- police brutality it's happened to like one of my friends as well right where they would probably like well from from what i remember them getting beat up pretty badly right mm-hmm. i don't remember whatever the officer was trying to um arrest them for like for the offense or whatever mm-hmm. i don't think they ever got arrested or they never actually got charged on that but it was more like a pull out of the car and beat down yeah and i understand the fact that you have to you have to keep a community safe but I feel like the police have sort of been tre- treated as these like angel like figures in that they can't really commit any crimes. Committing crimes, yeah, I would say so. Um a lot of times when I was young, my mom would always be like it doesn't matter whether the cop speeds, just matters matters when you speed. Right? It's it's been instilled in our like psychology from a really long time. Right? Like even from like just just walking faster if you see a police or You no know, like just avoiding the police it's just instilled in the back of our heads i would say even though like this fear shouldn't be shouldn't be placed in our like in our heads but it's there nonetheless i would say sometimes sometimes you know like i feel like i'm confident sometimes like doesn't matter to me but mm-hmm. it all depends on the situation yeah but it must be really like tough to to be scared of wanting to like open your your drawer in your car to get oh, a, yeah. get a wallet out or something. Well, like I've never been pulled over by the police, but I just know that whether I do get pulled over or not, like I already have the plan rehearsed. I'd tell the officer whenever I'm reaching over to the side, right? I'd I'd do anything to avoid becoming a news headline. Yeah. But it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't. You shouldn't have like I've seen videos where people are like, "Okay, 
So you have your hands on the steering wheel and then you you speak to him and you tell him, hey, officer, I'm going to get my license and registration out of my, uh, what do you call this thing? A glove compartment? The glove compartment. And you have to say it very carefully so that yeah. they don't do anything. I mean... But it, why is it in the responsibility of right. yourself to not get done anything done to you by the police? Listen, if this world was fair, then... I would I'd completely be on your side, but I got to look out for me. So mm-hmm. whenever I'm behind that wheel, I would talk to the officer as respectfully as possible, right? I wouldn't want any problems, right? Because I'm not looking for problems. That's that's the mindset I would have, right? Yeah. But um, it also comes from certain officers having like, like sure they would say, yeah, there's bad apples in the batch and there's good apples in the batch. I'm sure there are, right? But some of those bad apples do have like problems with like narcissism and like they're really either like proud or you know like contain a lot of pride and mm. may like have some ego trips some from time to time right it happens with the best of people it doesn't just have to be with cops right but it's just that when you're in a position of power like that and you let your emotions get the best of you like if you can't keep them in check stuff's going to happen right and i or i understand any people who support black lives matter would know that they don't want to be one of those people facing a cop going through an ego trip right and end up becoming a victim right it's all what we're trying to avoid we don't want another person to become a become victimized from police brutality mm-hmm. what, is, what does it even take to be a cop in canada um i'm not sure right uh, i had a couple of friends go through the process i think um first of all you get vetted for your height and weight i think like there's they might take you they might not if you're a youth there's like youth programs turning into police like you you could apply through them to be like when you're like 17 18 but um i think don't quote me on that right but um i think i think they're schooling for police uh policing i think there might be schooling but like they're that might branch off to becoming a detective or if you rise through the ranks mm-hmm. but um I'm actually not really sure. I know there's probably a definitely hard police check or like a background check, right? But I'm not completely sure on the process of becoming a cop. Now, I haven't read about this too much, but what... Have you heard about the sort of uh, movement to sort of defund the police? Defund the police? Yes, I've heard about Can that. you like explain it a bit? Because um, I haven't really read a lot about it. I've heard about it. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, they want to defund the police and... Uh, I've I've read some stuff about this where they could replace it with um, centers for addiction and mental health, right? And help mm-hmm. help people like that. Um, I think there were other like social or like government programs they wanted to, or some people wanted to like imply or like put into so that you could like replace the police, mm-hmm. right? Peace officers, maybe who knows, right? But um. Yeah, uh, I would probably say my opinion on that is instead of defunding the police, is just enforcing them like more strictly, right? I heard, um, I'm pretty sure they're f- forced to wear body cameras from now on, but they only get to remove it during certain situations. I'm not sure about which certain situations there are, but um, if like, like if um, not Congress, but if Parliament like went through which which rules allow them to take off their body cam, I would just say make sure one of them isn't a situation where someone's someone could easily be 
a victim of like yeah of oppression right yeah. and it really shows you the power of the power of video because like mm-hmm. if they didn't have um like if there weren't any cell phones around what happened with with george floyd like you know that none of this would come to light i would have been swept on the swept on the, under the rug just like thousands of others right a lot of them have been swept under the rug and that's that's why people are so mad because we know about these stories right we we hear about these stories uh even uh i'm sorry if i butcher the name i think it's, it's jazz chowdhury um the uh the older gentleman who was suffering from mental health and was killed by the police he was holding a knife oh, yeah, in Mississauga, yeah, yeah. right and um yeah like stories like that would probably go right under like right over our heads actually right mm-hmm. but people the power of like the power of video and the power of social media are allowing us to like communicate let everyone know hey this injustice has happened right we need to do something about it and then protest form peaceful protest form right i think i personally think peaceful protests are the way i think a lot of people would agree yeah. with that but well the argument against that would be that uh peaceful protests haven't worked haven't worked yes they haven't worked i'll be real with you they haven't worked but the only way we can voice our opinion without being as stooping as low as whoever would the like the offender was is to do it peacefully if if we resort to violence right we're just that, as bad as them it's it's that it's that methodology obviously like i understand how angry people must be though right to be burning down buildings to be tearing down stores you must feel some like you must feel some type of anger inside you because of the injustices that have been happened to these people right these victims and like whether i can whether i can say it's justified or not it's not my place right but i would i would definitely say peaceful protests are the way all right so uh thank you for coming on do you have any anything you want to say anything I mean, you want to plug anything i want to plug i mean uh i'm cco of helmi corp it's a corporation that me and one of my peers have uh co-founded so or founded um hopefully big things are come or are, are to come from helmi corp so stay tuned i mean i'll probably be on uh this podcast later thank you so much for having me right it was it was a pleasure but um Yeah, other than that, just keep your ears peeled for any uh Helmi Corp products that ever come out.